Brandon Brands. Hey everyone, this week on Brands on Brands on Brands, we talked to Patty McGill about course creation, creating courses for your business. Check it out. In a world where advertising is ignored, business is exposed, and the only constant is change. How do you build a brand that matters? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, a home for those who think different and push their boundaries. This is where branding that matters lives. Now, here's your host, Brandon Berkmeyer. Hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to Brands on Brands on Brands, where I believe that building brands that matter is the only way for a business to thrive tomorrow. I am Brandon Berkmeyer, your personal marketing coach, and I appreciate you joining us today. Today, we have an interview with Patty McGill, and we'll be talking about creating online courses. And in that conversation, uh, the ins and outs of creating it, how to do it, what to do to get started, things to think about, and uh, best practices. And what I do want to say is this is the first time I've recorded an episode live streaming. So in other words, we went live on Facebook, on YouTube, and broadcast that episode via video to everyone. So you'll hear me introduce him live on the show. And then I'm repurposing that content here on the podcast, just trying different things out and seeing how they work so I can pass on that knowledge to you guys. So hopefully you guys enjoy that episode. Hopefully the quality works out for everyone and the sound is good and you enjoy the flow. So Let me know what you guys think. You can always hit me up at Brandon at BrandonBrands.com. Check it out. Talk to you soon. Brandon Brands. Hey, everyone. Welcome again to Brands on Brands on Brands Live. If you haven't noticed, this is a little bit different format for me. So if it's sounding a little little different, a little delayed, (laughs) it's because we're trying something new. I'm trying to run a podcast today straight from Facebook Live, which means I'm clicking buttons, I'm pulling things in, pulling up slides, running intros. Uh, It's a little different. So Thank you for bearing with me on, on some of this because it's, it's getting real. Today's guest, Patty McGill, is someone I've had the pleasure of meeting in real life. I thought the topic would be valuable today, topic being let's talk about course creation and, and running courses and building courses because so many creators out there, so many coaches, so many people who are building personal brands have thought to themselves, should I build a course? Should I try to get some of the things I'm talking about, some of the things I'm teaching or preaching? Should I put some of those into a format that's digestible that you can learn from? I think a lot of us think about it, but then stop. And we're not sure if it's if it seems complicated, it seems hard, or there are tools out there that we can use. So, you know, enter Patty McGill, who works for a company called Thinkific, which is one of the platforms that you could build courses on. It tries to make it easy for you, tries to solve your problems. And he'll talk a little bit about that. But really, we're going to get into just the idea of course creation and some of the questions that you might be having out there about uh, kind of how that all works. So let me go ahead and bring him on. And I'll start by saying Patty and I met kind of in a fun way in that we were out doing a little bit of karaoke, a little bit of, uh, 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 you know, I'd say a little bit of dancing, a little bit of singing and uh, in a fun way. So uh, first off, thanks for being on the show today, man. Hey, Brian, thanks so much, mate. It's a, it's a pleasure to get, it's a pleasure to start chatting again. Um, shame we couldn't spend a bit more time doing karaoke that time we met at VidCon, but I'm sure our time will come uh, again, ha- hopefully uh, sooner than next year. But delighted to be on the show, mate. It's a pleasure. 
Yeah, well, I definitely appreciate having you. And why don't you tell the the listeners, the watchers out there a little bit more about kind of what you do? Because from my point of view, you're basically someone who goes to conferences and hangs out with fun creators and goes yeah. to after parties. But like that, I think your job is a little bit more than that. Otherwise, I mean, why would they pay you, right? But uh, you, you hit it in a nutshell. Uh, <laughs> so I do do quite a, quite a lot of things. So I'm, I guess, like the head of the bar uh, partner marketing team here at Thinkific. And that also incorporates uh, our uh, affiliate program. So my background prior to joining Thinkific was uh, working in the affiliate marketing world, uh, predominantly in like e-commerce, uh, mm-hmm. so working with technology, travel, and uh, and retail brands. So helping them you know, generate sales. But I've stumbled across Thinkific and uh, I've actually worked in quite a different, quite a few different areas, um, business development, sales. Um, I, obviously, everyone at the company has to do customer customer service every single week. We all have to jump on on the tickets, and then my roles sort of evolved from there. But it's been amazing. It's been a, it's been a it's been just a, a whirlwind of learning because you know I really had no idea about this type of industry three years ago. I I'm complete. I'm still blown away sometimes by the courses and you know the success that people have um, by sharing their knowledge. Yeah, I, I'm blown away that it's come so far that basically anyone can, I'd say two things, like the capabilities, the technology is out there. Now the resources are out there for, for a, a to like learn anything period, like to learn anything you want. The, the resources are out there to do that. The tools are out there to build something for yourself, to find your voice, to find your perspective, and then to pass it on to other people. All this is now happening because of the power of the internet and companies like, like the ones you work for that that are putting these things together. I think that's, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing where, like where we are and how, how democratized this, this stuff has become. Yeah. And I think that's going to be, the, it's going to be the future. So we're going to see, I think, you know, a lot of the traditional college and universities, I think they'll still be charging monumental fees for their services, but they're now, but they're going to deliver it in a, definitely in like an online format. Uh, right. So they're going to, so they're going to do that. I, I see it probably even being like a two tier system where you, uh, even though it sort of exists right now, but more of a, it's just completely online. You, know, you can leave college, leave university, uh, sorry, leave, uh, we call it college in the UK before you go to university. Um, so you leave college, so you leave high school, college, and then you go to university and that's where, you know, you have that and you go there in person or, you know, now you can, as a young adult, you can, you can buy a program, but I think there's going to be that distinction of, you know, you can either just pay you know, the tens of thousands of pounds of dollars a month, uh, sorry, a year, to uh, to join or you can pay at a reduced rate but it will still be you know there'll still be a lot of people spending a lot of money on education all right and patty Sierra is out of canada right that's why we're talking in pounds but <laughs> but uh actually it's not even pounds in canada like, canadian, canadian dollar canadian but it's still got a queen on it so uh you know it's a bit it's the best of both worlds i think that i can say that yeah <laughs> Uh, so let's like take a step back because I want to like talk, when we talk about online courses today, I want to like kind of define what that is and what kind of like, what's kind of a capability is that of someone who's out there that wants to build one for themselves, as opposed to the things I might think of, which is like a university of Phoenix was kind of like, Oh, this is like an online university. That's not really what we're talking about here. Right. So like, what's an online course and what's the typical structure of the, the companies that you're working with? Yeah, so uh, so what we find, so online course um, or even like an online uh, a, a digital product that deliver. I like to call it, it's like it's a digital product that delivers a transformation of the uh, for the end user or for the student. And you know the type of people that that would create an online course typically work uh, in. So these are the sort of the majority areas. So it would be 
like health and fitness, uh, entrepreneurship, small business, coaching, uh, speakers, authors, consultants. They tend to be the sort of, you know, the people that we see sort of time and time again. We actually, um, we actually just had a guy, uh, Ryan, Ryan Serhant from Million Dollar Listing, just launched his first course uh, on, the, on the platform and he's been doing real. Well. So, you know, look, you can even create a course on real estate. So it's, the, the topics really and the types of people are endless, but the end goal always is to deliver a transformation for that user. And, you know, a digital course is a great way to do it. But a digital course isn't just necessarily like, a, you know, a playlist of videos, because I think that's a mistake that people make. They will just load up video after video after video or interview after interview after interview and then package that as a course. It might work for a couple of percent of the audience or the students, but it doesn't necessarily, but again, it's not really going to deliver that that outcome so you have to sort of facilitate you have to facilitate practice you can't just show them how you have to get them to actually try and do it as well so let's talk about that so because yeah i think it's what comes to mind for a lot of people is well i'll film a few videos and, and i'll put them like in a sequential way that makes sense so what is like a good well-rounded you know typical i know there's a lot of variations and things like yeah. that but what are some like ingredients and things okay if i'm going to build this i have to think that i might need to build these kinds of things it'll be some videos but also what so i would always recommend and and most people notice if they you know if they already have like an established community or network or audience that they're selling their course to they will know that you know if they have a generation of people that you know don't like using let's say don't like watching video or they don't they may not listen, they might not carry a, you know, a, a smartphone. Let's say if they're in like, you know, 50, 60, 70 plus general, like age category, and that's not, so, and they don't consume video and audio that way, and they just want to read something, then you just, you you find out what they want and you, and you deliver it to them in that format. But what I do find is that the most well-rounded courses have a mixture of everything. So you'll have some videos, you, you know, you may have an assignment that facilitates the practice, which then you as a, a course, a, you know, you as the course creator, can then mark uh, and test and see if that is really being, if that's, if that, if that information is really being taken in. Um, and again, you know, doing things like surveys and quizzes, quizzes and quizzes don't necessarily need to be this. And the mistake I made when I very, very first started creating my first course, I was thinking, how can I just make this the world's hardest quiz? It was like, I was like taking out, <laughs> taking out 15 years of schooling, 15, 16 years of schooling from all those hard exams and try to put it into one exam. And it, it didn't work like that. Um, and then when I was chatting with Greg, he, you know, he said to me, look, Paddy, it's all about, and this is like, we're doing like week two, because we have to create our first, create our first course there. So, you know, you've got to just, just got to make, you just got to confirm that this stuff is learning. So it's, it's not just, a, it's not just how, like how tough and tricky can you make it? It's like what you just taught prior or in that, that sort of group of modules, does that person, you know, does that person actually learn it? Uh, and all they need to do is, you know, maybe answer a quick multiple choice, you know, if, uh, you know, what color was the sky in this picture or what, or, you know, an example like that, it doesn't have to be too hard. Now, later down the line, you can have something where you do like a lot of testing and maybe if you want to do a certification, so like Hootsuite does that. So they have like a certification system and you can have to take a test and, and other things like that. But again, it's more about just confirming that, confirming that learning. And that's really the best way to do it. So having a mixture of all those things. Have you noticed, do, do a lot of people that start to build courses are the ones that should be building courses, do they seem to have a community first of like, they already have people that are following them that are, that are interested in what they're doing? Or do some people actually build courses first to then fill a community? Because I've seen that structure where like, 
I'm the first person to ever take this course. And then I'm joining there that it comes with the Facebook group. And now I'm like the first 15 people in that Facebook group as well. So, and then that, that starts to proliferate over time. But have you seen both? Is there like a prevalence to, for one or the other? Yes, I've definitely seen both. In fact, there's more of the of the latter where people will they'll spend, you know, weeks, months, years even trying to like sort of bring up all their knowledge and expertise. And it can't be helped because that's all you that's all you know. You know, you're not you're not a, you know, when you first start out, you're not a course creator. You're just right. someone who's trying to get your message and, and trying to deliver an out uh, deliver an outcome to someone. So a lot of people would do that and then they will so they'll basically build their stadium. And then try and get the fans to come and come and fill it, and then and then sell the hot dogs, so to speak. Use an <laughs> analogy like that, but it doesn't. You know, the best way to do it these days is not is not to do that because it, it spend you spend too much time creating content that you don't actually know that someone wants. So what we find is the best way to do it is whilst you're building in a community, whilst you're creating content online, uh, and can obviously building a name for yourself. Uh, however you, you know however you see fit now there's obviously a lot of methods to do that which we can we can cover off another question but the idea is, is that once you build your brand you bring in those early adopters and you say hey you know tell me what the biggest challenge you're you know so so brandon you know obviously you're you're the brand's guy okay so you i think <laughs> okay <laughs> the clue was in the name right yeah I leave so, it to it. <laughs> so here's so here's the thing now if you had like a group of even the small group let's say 50 people you said hey everyone What's the single biggest challenge you're facing, uh, you know, with branding right now? And then let the people tell you what it is. So if it's like, you know, I just, I don't know how to differentiate myself from my competition and you get that response time and time and time again, or if, if your clients and your current network are saying, Hey, Hey Brenna, how, do, how can I, how can I make myself stand up from competition? You know, what's the, what's the best way to do it? Or I really like what you've done with this, you know, with this other client, this testimonial you gave me. So when you start getting that that type of responses, then you go and actually fulfill it. Because obviously, Brandon, there's, there's branding, obviously there's so much to it, but trying to stand out from your competition is just one, you know, it's just one part of it. So instead of you trying to do branding 101, you just focus on that. Okay, I'm going to help you stand out from the competition. We're going to test this. And a lot of people now, the most successful course creators I see, they teach this live as a concept over four weeks. They do the things like putting them into Facebook groups, make them, you know, the almost like the sergeant in arms type of thing. You know, they'll make them, you know, the first, the, the very special members to like help on the community and group. And then they'll get feedback along the way. So every week they'll say, okay, over four weeks, we're going to break down how to position yourself properly, how to write amazing copy, how to make your visuals you know, more appropriate, whatever it is. So you're breaking down each, each step, each of those weeks. And then at the end of each week, just like you would when you get a quiz or when you do a survey, you're getting feedback at the end of all of that and say, okay, so week one, we were talking about this. Did you get the outcome that you were looking for? And you've got to then test, refine, and then you go on to the next week. And you know, part of the deal for you, like uh, either pre-selling this course or giving early access, is that so they have to give you uh, reviews. So they have to say, you know, I took this branding course. I was the very, very first person and it's like changed my, you know, it's changed my company it's 10x my business you know whatever the testimony is but make that part of the process because that's a big mistake because even if you've done the pre-launch and you didn't get the feedback and you didn't get the reviews and at the end of it you know people didn't actually get the transformation they're looking for and they don't tell you then you're going to go and waste more time than trying to launch something and push something that you know is not going to give a result to because that's really what it's about when you can deliver that result uh, and usually do it in the shortest possible time which is what us human human beings want we want everything right now at the quickest and least painful 
method, that's only when you're delivering like a, a really, really great result for people. Yeah, I like that idea of of really thinking about how do you get feedback first. I think a lot of people, well, a building is intimidating, but the idea that yeah. you validate your ideas as you go, I think a lot of people do that even with their their businesses, like from the marketing side logos, websites are the things that people just want to start building. Like I need a brand. I'm just going to start building. It takes them six months to make the perfect website, but they've never actually gone out there and validated even their business idea and gotten feedback and figured out what people need and started selling. And I imagine that there, there's some parallels there with, with validating your course and that you want, like you want to get feedback. So I love the idea of building community yeah. first. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a lot like um, it's not like we, we, we all we all. It's so funny when I, when I sort of say this, everyone's like, "Oh, that makes so much sense." It's like it's like Kickstarter. You know, how many times have we come on Kickstarter back something that we like that's not even uh, you know not even been produced, but you're you're bought into what their right. cause and their belief and what the potential outcome is. So you know, you're going to get that executive back scratcher that can go like you know all around no all around whatever you know whatever it is so this i don't know why i thought with that but it's <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go launch on kickstart but yeah. um <laughs> but you see what i mean so that that's it's exactly the same concept so you just got to find uh you just got to find the community to put this to so you as a uh, you as a specialist you as an expert in what you do start thinking about you know your customer avatar so you know who are they what do they look like what do they do on a regular basis? What publications do they read? You know, how much money do they earn? What's their age? What's their gen? You know, all these things make it make it up. And then you've got to go out and get yourself in front of them and deliver deliver value, but not in a way where it's, hey, uh, you know, I could definitely help you. You know, I know you've been trying to figure out how to get rid of back pain. Well, I've got a five step method that's a free. It's a free PDF. You know, go and download it. That's not that's not authentic enough. For, for helping people you sure you can do that and then there's probably a, there's probably some sort of a small ad market for it but if you go out and help people in, your, in the, the online world in the community or even if you run a meetup like I've, I've just started my own meetup recently and it's been it's been amazing the, the amount of just people that just come and sign up and just want to learn uh you know all about obviously you know who you are in my case it's like course creation and stuff so i would recommend do that and then test it test it out in your local community so what I'm thinking is like, there's obviously value you want to give to the people taking the course, but it's a lot of work. There's, it takes a lot of time to, you know, not just film these videos in sequence, but to think of the homework and like how to, and get feedback from people as you're building. That's probably intimidating and probably going to stop a lot of people in their tracks from wanting to even start. So let's talk a little bit about, like, we take a step back. What is the value? Like, why should someone start a course? How would it help them? Like, what's the the ultimate benefit there they should be thinking about here as to like, yes, I should do it. No, I shouldn't. So it really comes back to like what their own, what their own desires and objectives are. But for the majority of the use cases that I've seen, and now if we're talking coaches, speakers, authors, consultants, self, you know, entrepreneurs, they've only got a set amount of time. They've only got 24 hours in a day. And when you're trading your time for money, you're going to run out of it really quickly. And, uh, you know, we're not all like Elon Musk who can do, you know, four hours sleep and then go straight back to the Tesla factory. I need like, I need personally 20 hours beauty sleep. And obviously on the podcast, can't see my face, but <laughs> if you join us live on Facebook, then you know what I'm talking about. So, you know, you've only got so many hours in a day and then it comes back to like, what do you want to do? Do you want to help more people at scale? And an online course allows you to, or even like a digital product as a whole, allows you to separate yourself from your time and still deliver a result which means then you either generate income, you generate more leads, you generate more brand awareness, brand reputation. There's a lot of other things beyond just, you know, making that, making that cash money online. 
Yeah, exactly. I think the, the, the draw of a, you know, I want passive income. I want some recurring income stream is sure motivating, but at the end, you have to realize this is a long game. Like this is something that's going to take you a long time. That is, you know, might only bring you a few hundred dollars <laughs> to begin with. Uh, so you really have to be in it and, and really care about the people and trying to be building something long-term. This isn't like a, a, a dipping your toes in the water. Can anyone start a course? I mean, is this, is this really only for like the Uber ultra creators the people that are like, I love the camera. I'm on video. I I'm, I'm making a podcast and a, and a Facebook live and, and a YouTube video and I'm a blogger. Like, is it just for the creators or can really anyone do this? Anyone can do it, but the caveat is, is that you have to find a course topic, a winning course topic that is the, I guess, the center point between your passions, your skills, and importantly, the market demand. And the market demand is what is, is really what is going to separate, separate that being from just, you know, oh, I might do it or, you know, or I might make some money, I might not. The market demand is really key. If you can prove something that has market demand, it really doesn't matter yeah, and obviously you've got to have sorry the passion skills, uh, expertise, and market demand. If you have all those three things, it doesn't really matter who you are or what the subject is or what it is that you're teaching, as long as it ticks those sort of three requirements. So I would encourage people to start, you know, start thinking about uh, things that they love doing. And again, you know, I've got a dog, I've got a Pomeranian. Okay, I love it a bit, but I'm not gonna probably gonna go and create a course on how to stop your dog from pooping in the, the workplace, which he does a lot. So, you know, like I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to be creating courses on that because one, I'm not definitely not an expert on that. And two, you know, there's other, there's better people out there, but I may, but I've personally got an interest in uh, affiliate marketing and helping people, helping small businesses and entrepreneurs launch their, maybe their first joint venture program or their first virtual summit. It's something I've got expertise in. Uh, it's something I've got a passion for. And I know that there's a market demand for it. And then connect up the free dots. Um, so you just, you have to start thinking of it in those terms. And again, it doesn't really matter who you are. And again, how you deliver the content, you don't need to go on video with tons of people that will just do voiceover slides. Uh, for example, you know, that's a very popular way to do it. They'll either use loom uh, and then you just click the top, right, uh, top right corner, Chrome extension, just record your whole screen. You can get rid of your, your camera and then off you go. That makes sense. I mean, a lot of people would I think actually just that's what they'd want to watch. They may not want to see you talking the whole time. They might just want to look at the slides. <laughs> and I think we've been we've been uh, trained to like be used to watch, looking at PowerPoint slides as long as you're making them interesting and you're still as long as the content is good, right? I like that you called it the passion and the skills because if you are excited and passionate about the work you're doing, it's going to come through in how you teach it typically. Mm -hmm. And if you have, especially if you have the skills to back it up. But I, I want to talk in the, the, the third thing you mentioned, which is market demand. I want to dive a little bit deeper on that. It's like it's hard for us to know. Like, is this something that people want? And I know you guys help with that. So, how do you do that? How do you figure out is a course a good idea or not? So, one of the very first places I, I, I encourage people to go look is actually go and look at if you've got competition in the market. Competition is actually a very good sign that there is market demand for what you do, and really start thinking about the problem that you're looking to solve. For example, if you're teaching someone how to have better posture so they lose their back pain, for example, you know that in, in all around the world, people go to doctors to get their back pain sorted. They go buy, you know, pharmaceutical products, uh, you know, and other things to get that relieve themselves of pain. So you, there is a problem there and it's something that needs to be addressed. So again, if people are paying for something that is going to be, uh, that, that needs to be addressed, 
or, or that there's an outcome that needs to be that needs to be taken, then that's a great candidate for it. And then you have to then do the research by looking at courses, reading your competitors' books. Now, I'm not necessarily saying you know compare yourself and then say, well, if they're charging you know a hundred bucks for the course, I'm going to have to charge a hundred bucks for the course. That's not that's not really how it works. But you can look at of your competition. Look at the demand. And actually, a really good place on this um, is, is places like Udemy. Would you believe it or not? So go to Udemy. And if you're teaching, let's say, if you're teaching uh, Excel formulas, now, obviously, I'm not a fan of Excel. That's like the least, that's like the, <laughs> that's like my anti-kryptonite. That's a kryptonite of a course for me. So, yeah. but I noticed, you know, if I, let's say if that's what I'm teaching, I'm going to go online. I'm going to write, okay, so I've got these like 10 methods on how to, formulas and make all your spreadsheets look beautiful i'm going to go online go to udemy and i'm going to search for like excel courses on how to you know create formulas or or whatever it is and then you'll know you'll see courses come up there's obviously going to be tons of them and because it's a marketplace and they tend to you know there's a lot of free stuff on there as well you can actually start looking at these courses look at the ones that are very very highly reviewed and highly regarded look at the course outline and then check the comments. So stars, course outline, comments, generally speaking. And this, this works for Amazon. This works for other, other areas where there's courses or information or, or a digital product that's being delivered. And then just read the reviews of people saying, you know what? I, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And now I've, you know, now I've got myself a 10K raise. You know, I'm now the, and I'm now the, the CFO of my organization. You know, all, those, all those things. So look at those comments. And then your job as the course creator is then to one-up that. So then how do you do that? You then go down to the other reviews that have uh, two stars, half, you know, half a star, three, even the three stars. And they're the ones where it's like, you know what? It was a great course, but it just missed this one thing. If you start seeing that time and time again, then you've already know what you need to do. You can take that content. And I'm not saying take that content and copy it, but I'm saying take the course outline, give it your own spin, and then add on on top what's going to 10x that even more or 2x that even more. And that's really the same with YouTube. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how you feel about this, Brandon, but it's like with YouTube videos as well, there's so many like how-tos. There's so, you know, how many times, I, I still watch them. I still watch them. How many times, how to make a spaghetti carbonara, even though I know how to do it really well, according <laughs> to my fiance. But I watch these videos all the time. Why? Because there's always a, a fresh-ish spin on it or there's it just the way it's delivered. There's, a, there's, a, there's something there. And then that's, that's the thing that's always going to set you apart. And I think that's what people need to remember. Your story is an important part of your course than just the content as well and the outcome. Right. And I, what I tell people a lot when, when we talk like marketing, we start having questions. A lot of the time, what I have to say is most people are going to encounter you first through mm-hmm. whatever you're doing, your content, your, your one-on-one outreach, your speeches, your networking or whatever. And then when they learn about you, if you have something that they want to learn, you now can point to that. You can refer them. You could say, instead of saying, yeah, I, I, here's a, a blog that I wrote, or here's the video on YouTube that's like four minutes and maybe doesn't give them all that they need. Now you have a new resource that actually goes deep that says, "If honestly, you could start with that, but if you really want to make a transformation and do this right, you might need to get through a more rigorous process. So, so like sample the other stuff, but if you're serious, like I have this course and it's here for you. So it's uh, it doesn't have to be that people are going to discover this magical course and they're comparing yours to the seven other ways to make a carbonara. You know, it's like they, they're going to look like meet you. I'm like, I want to know how to make his like, let that, let's do that. Uh, so I think there's room for both for sure. I like this idea of like we talked about, about 
testing the ideas out. Do a lot of people pre-sell the course before they make it? I've heard that like thrown out there. Just pre-sell it, see what the demand is. But it's so much, it seems like so much work to create a good one. Like what's the balance there? So you don't need to really do a lot of work for pre-selling. I know it sounds like it's going to blow everyone's mind. You don't need to do, don't need to do too much. And think of it this way. It's even the same, like I said, with Kickstarter, you know, all they need to do is get a, a quick outline of what the product is and an image and then slap a, you know, a suggested price on top and then, and then see what happens. It's a similar ish concept when it comes to, to pre-launching or pre-selling your course. Again, if you, if you've got the out, if you've got the, the survey done from your audience or from your network or for the people that are going to be your testers, you can show them the outline and say, and this is exactly what Dory Clark done. Dory Clark's a really well-respected uh, course creator, author and, and Harvard uh, speaker as well. Mm-hmm. She created an outline of her of her initial course. It was actually from her book because she knew that taking her book and trying to translate it to a course is it, it it doesn't doesn't really work that way. So she created she done her survey, created the outline because everyone was saying, you know, I want to like rebrand myself and reinvent myself. And then she took maybe the five steps. So everyone's saying they need to reinvent their themselves out of their full time job and into into business. So one, two, three, four, five things. She showed them this outline after after she created it and said, hey, I'm going to be launching this course in the next like 30 days, next 60 days. Would you pay $500 for this down from a price of $2,000? And then I think out of the, the 50 people that initially responded to her, I think she got, um, sorry, out of the couple hundred people that responded to her, 50 of them come back and said, like, yes, they would. And then they, long story short, they, they essentially bought her course for $500. And she made twenty two and a half k. Wow! Yeah, and that's and that's before she even you know put put pen to paper and created all the content. Because then you know from there you then teach it live, and then you know once you're teaching it live, the process is you know you stand at your you know the whiteboard, the blackboard, and you're teaching, and you're again get on Zoom again. I encourage you just to do it on Zoom or any other group uh, group messaging or group chat that you're that you use, and then teach it live. Record the sessions, and then obviously get that feedback. And then use those 50 or use those groups of people that have taken it to be your first set of advocates to really blast their own social media or channels or, or their own network. Because again, right. if, if you're teaching, let's say accounting, for example, then you know that they're going to have a group of people uh, that are going to be asking, wow, how did you, you know, I heard you got your, you finally got your, you know, your promotion, you finally got your raise. How did you do it? Well, I took this course and now I, you know, now I know how to, now I know how to actually hide the money. <laughs> it was an embezzlement course. It was great. Exactly. <laughs> so how long does this take? So I, I get that you could do it while it's happening. Like you, you can yeah. teach like week to week, but how long do, if you had to like put it in a nutshell, well, A, how long do courses typically last? And then what have you seen or like the hours that people are putting into this kind of thing? Cause I, I want to like boil this down to like a realistic view of what they can expect once they get going. Cause some people might have a side job or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, Give me a sense of that. I would say you're probably looking at maybe between six to eight weeks. I generally speaking, six the six to eight weeks is like is a good is a good amount of time to find find some people to test, run the let's say four week training. So it's usually like, you know, if you can do three parts and then like a roundup at the end. And a roundup is usually the, the place where you really go, did you learn from lesson one or lesson two or lesson right. three? You do your roundup. And then from there, you then start to do the rest of the outline and then the, and then the relaunch. So four weeks for pre-launch, four weeks for, for the relaunch. But again, it really depends. 
really, really depends on your content. But if you're teaching one objective and one outcome, then you need to then figure out how long, how long is it actually realistically going to take? So if you're teaching the branding 101, then obviously it's going to be weeks, probably weeks to take a course to learn. Right. You know, if you're doing maybe like one or two hours a day, that's a long time. But if you, if, but then again, if the market demand has said, I just want to know how to make myself stand out, then you could probably get that down to a few hours. But by doing the pre-launch method and setting it as like a one-hour session or a one-hour, one-and-a-half-hour session, you control the amount of time. And then that's where you can also start to figure out, do I need to actually add in more or do I need to take away? You know, Because it could be that people finish day one and like, you know, I just, I know it all now. This is giving me everything that I need to know. This is giving me the, this is absolutely giving me the outcome that I've, that I've wanted and desired. And then, and then that's it. You don't need to create any more on that. So I know that's a bit of a, a, what's it, like a politician's answer. It's not an answer, but it is an answer. But it's, I want everyone to know that you have to just really figure out, you know, the, the outcome that you're looking to, to give to someone and then work backwards yeah. uh, from that. I know. I appreciate that. I, I think it's, I get that. It's, I, some people, it's just a, the amount of time that they want to put in and how complicated they want to get. Yeah. Do they want to put everything all at once or do they want to break it into a bunch of smaller courses or whatever it is? Because I could teach a, teach a marketing course, but it would be four years. You know, Absolutely. Like- Absolutely. Yeah, we had a guy, look, I had a guy come in uh, on last Friday, this time last week, and he teaches brand, funny enough, teaches branding, right? He's got a branding book that he's had for a really long time. And he's like, I've got 30 years of branding knowledge and uh, I'm just going to record. He's like, I'm, I'm, partnering up another business and I'm going to be recording all of my content. He's like, no, now I've got to turn that into a course. I'm like, so have you validated your, like, have you validated this, this market demand? It's like, well, you know, I'm just going to record it all and I'm going to try and just put it out there and like, put it out there and see, it. I'm like, okay, we need to like, just really figure out who your customer persona is. And then it's, it's funny because when I asked the, I asked the questions and then I can already see in his eye, you know, someone who's obviously got tons and tons of experience. I see it in his eyes and he's like, it lights up because he's just like, you know, I teach this every day. I have to, you know, I, this is all in my book. I already do this. And I'm like, look, you already know this stuff right. already. Like, you already know this. You just, you literally just need to be pushed just that one step forward into figuring out who or the, or the problem that you're trying to solve. I love it. And we're going to, we're kind of coming towards the back end here. Uh, of the pre- of the the interview, the meeting, the discussion, the podcast, the video—it's it's, it's everything now. We're we're multi <laughs> we are multifaceted here. Absolutely. Uh, but I I want to hear because I have a couple of questions to round it out with. But I want to hear a little bit about like what's what are some of like the oddball things you've seen people make courses of? Because I imagine like you can make a course out of anything. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a there's a lot of stuff. You know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of funny things. There's a lot of um. Lot of, uh, what's the word? Um, I don't know. It's just from being a Brit here, we get we all clam up when we talk about okay. subjects. So, like, uh, it, like had, courses, are, it, courses around intercourse, but like you know, central oh, massage, right. massages, right? So, right, like, right. it's like how much, like, how much video content or how much you actually <laughs> show. You know, we had we've had inquiries like, 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 hey, you know, I'm a like a, a tantric uh, sex teacher, for example, and they're like, is this? You know, a lot of people write and they'll say like, is this? Is this something I can put on? And it's like, you know, for us, we have look, we do have like rules and regs about what you can put on there and what you can't, you know, it has to be one. It has to be content that you own. And obviously it can't be illegal, you know, right. Read the long short of it. Yeah. I mean, you could have said anything, but I like that you immediately went to the illicit. Well, that's the, that's the, like, the very top. That's like the top <laughs> tier. That's the top tier. But like, other than that, you know, if we're talking like other sort of gosh, that like everyone's, everyone's listening on the podcast. I'm like, 
I've been blushing pretty bad. Now. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting breaking, like, I'm breaking, like massive like, sweat. I'm expecting like the school for clowns or like, oh, you know, we've got loads of that. That's the thing. <laughs> but you see the figures, mate. We've got so many of those types of schools. We've got yeah. people teaching. Uh, there's, there's a guy, um, I'm Mr. Mo. So go and check it out. He does storyboarding and he mm-hmm. does these amazing storyboarding, uh, animation and, uh, drawing classes. Uh, we've got people teaching how to create samurai swords, wood shopping, cake making, hula hooping, anything. That's awesome. Affiliate so, marketing. Yeah, is, can you, can you search these, these courses or are they only living individually on these people's sites? Can you search them through the, the tool? So let's talk a little bit about your company and, and where they could find if they want to get it, but also like, is it searchable? Yes. Yeah, so the way it works, so we think if it, you do things on your own brand, on your own website, Got so it. you, you control that. And we're a platform that sits, I guess, like in an invisible, sort of in an invisible sense on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not something you can really search. Okay. But, you know, if you don't have a, for example, if you don't have a custom domain, which is, which is, you know, one of the features that we have, and you just want to use our free, one, let's say our free account, you can have a Thinkific, you know, my course, my course dot thinkific.com. So most people, if they want to have a look, they can just do a search for Thinkific and maybe just scoot down a few pages and see what's around. But we don't typically, we don't typically advertise, uh, but we do definitely do shout outs and recognize when people do you know, great work as well. Um, but that's really what the course marketplace is for. The course marketplace is a great way to generate leads for your premium product. So someone like, uh, or even like Patreon, for anyone out there uses Patreon, if you've got a Patreon um, platform right now, then you can take donations for like some of your smaller ticket items and then do a bigger course on your, on your own Thinkific school. Uh, and the value there is that you're capturing email addresses as well. Because a mistake big people, uh, a lot of mistakes people make. You know, I helped, helped this girl launch a course uh, young lady, what's that girl? She's she's like 20, 21, much younger than me. She's um, she launched a course on her Instagram. She was just doing Instagram stories, trying to like pre-sell it there. And then you know, even still, I'm telling her like you've got to get a Mailchimp account like ASAP. And she's like, oh, I'll do, I'll do it later. I'm like, no, you've got to do it now. So you've got to catch those leads. You've got to catch those email addresses. But I know, see, there's a question here. It says, uh, what are some of the common mistakes you've seen in course creation or course marketing that we should avoid? I would definitely say. Don't make the mistake of just trying to trying to guess what your students want. Go out and spend, if you're going to spend any time at all, go out and spend the time validating that your course, the outcome that you're delivering is what someone is paying money for right now. Because people, again, people want to know how to, people go on YouTube to learn how to cook a carbonara or how to, you know, how to maybe change um, the batteries on a laptop. But that's potentially like a little bit of free content. But if it's something where everyone's like, you know, I really have to go and get this figured out. Like, I really don't know how to do a marketing campaign. Uh, and I don't necessarily want to go and watch hundreds of different people doing hundreds of different opinions. I want to go find the very best person, the, the recognized expert in their field. Then that's when you have a premium product. Awesome, man. So I'd imagine to get the the real the gist, since there's not like a search tool of like yeah. the really funny, cool courses out there we just got to become friends with patty we've got to reach out be like tell me what the next one is i got to go check out like what give me the the website list we have but the the woodwork the 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 woodwork the the samurai one is really really good the guys guys based here in british columbia vancouver or just outside vancouver and he's he's making swords he's doing all the he's iron iron mongering i don't know if that's a word (laughs) so let's wrap this up today 
Uh, anything, obviously, thinkific.com if they want to check out the, the the platform and the tools yeah. and the resources. Uh, where can they find you uh, What and any other things you want to like? let us know about uh, you guys and what you guys are doing over there? Yeah, so just uh, again, you can come over to uh, to Thinkific, thinkific.com. I've also got a, uh, I've also got a little, a little code. Uh, so if you want to go to thnk.cc forward slash try 30, free zero. And uh, that'll just give you 30 days free on our, on our platform, one of our premium accounts. Awesome. Uh, and we'll link um, that up in the notes afterwards. We'll throw it yeah. in the comments for sure. And, uh, you know, if anyone wants to connect with me, just come find me on LinkedIn. You can just search Paddy McGill or Partnerpreneur, which is my uh, LinkedIn thing. So... Perfect. Well, Patty, that I think that's it for today. I, I this is why I brought you on. So many like tactical, like advice type tips, things that is actually going to help people make the decision: should I create, should I not create? And when they're in it, like the things to think about. So, man, I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks, Always great. I, I can't wait for our next little trip out to to grab some some drinks and do some more karaoke, man. So, wait, thank, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show. I'm going to let you go, and uh, I'm going to wrap this up for us today. Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. All right, guys, I hope you found the value in that. That was Patty McGill again from Thinkific, giving us the knowledge on course courses and everything around that. So if you guys have enjoyed this content, obviously uh, share it with your friends, let them know. But the best way to connect with me and my community is to go to brandonbrands.com forward slash Facebook. Join my group of entrepreneurs, of creators. We have content like this all the time. And it helps to have people around you that are doing the same thing that you are doing. It helps to know that you're not alone, that you're supported, that you have the tools you need, the resources you need. And this is just one of those resources. So check it out if you guys get a chance. Otherwise, just appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and uh, even experimenting with some of these new marketing formats. So uh, with that being said, we're wrapping up and I appreciate you guys. Catch you next time. You've just taken your marketing knowledge to another level with this episode of Brands on Brands on Brands. But we have plenty more ways to not just help you build a business, but build a brand. Head over to brandandbrands.com for more resources, as well as access to our blogs, videos, and exclusive coaching sessions with your host. Be sure to visit brandandbrands.com.